This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 648. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 648. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So yesterday was Mother's Day and we're going to get there in a minute, but I'm recording this on the Wednesday before and so many things, so many things. (laughs) I don't like, where do we begin? Do we begin with the Supreme Court? Do we begin with the fact that COVID finally made its way to my household? So many options, so many great options for where to start this conversation today. (laughs) So I will start with this. I hope that yesterday, Mother's Day, was a special day for you. I'm also going to acknowledge that a lot of Mother's Days suck. (laughs) And I had a couple doozies when Vinny was little. And it felt really unfair that nobody warned me that sometimes Mother's Day really sucks. And you're pretending to enjoy it the whole time because you don't want to let anyone down. But the reality is you just want to be near no one. And you're stuck with all these people who are, in air quotes, showering you with love and affection. But really, it's not love and affection. It's like toddlers having tantrums and partners trying really hard, but they're annoyed with the toddler who's having the tantrum, which just raises your anxiety. And nobody's really having any fun at all. So if that was your day you get a do-over. And that's the first gift I'm giving you is you get a do-over and you can 
pick it to be any day that you want. You can have a do-over on a Wednesday. You can have a do-over starting right now. You can have a do-over next Sunday. You can have a do-over like in August, but take a day, make it yours and have an actual real Mother's Day where you don't do a damn bit of mothering. That is my first gift to you. That's a bonus gift because that's not even like on my list of three gifts I'm giving you today. So you're welcome. There's your bonus. What I want to say before we dig in is that when I was thinking about recording this, I was excited to have this Mother's Day conversation with you. And this was prior to this great and very real potential, great, not in a positive way, but great in a very big way, this big and very real potential that Roe v. Wade might be overturned. This was before COVID entered my household where I was feeling like I could be like really light. I could be really light and wish you all the best for Mother's Day. And it just feels like a lot of things are on the line right now. By the time this goes live, I very well could have COVID. I don't have it right now, but you know, who knows? It's a, there's a good chance. And things just feel really different than when I, the inspiration initially struck to record this conversation. And so what I do want to say is that mothering in the context of a pandemic, in the context of holding together a household with COVID, in the context of having women's bodies being heavily regulated and really to have an all-out war on women. And if we're being honest, like the war on women as it pertains to abortion is really a war on women of color, women of lower classes, women of less means and access to healthcare. So like that's really what we know about who's going to be most impacted if Roe v. Wade gets overturned. And so mothering with those contexts really top of mind and really, really present and really real is an extremely layered <laughs> role and identity. And like it always has been, but it just seems to keep getting more layered and more challenging and more difficult. And it's a lot to internalize. It's so much to internalize. On Monday night of this week, after I first saw the first news headline about the potential of Roe v. Wade being overturned, when my husband came upstairs from his office to, and we were talking about it a bit, I was like, the mass exodus of women and moms from the workplace plus this just has me feeling like moms are, and like women, but moms in particular are just so displaced right now so incredibly displaced. The value and the control over women's body just really sends a really loud message to mothering and what it means to show up in the world as a mother, what control we have, what control we don't have, what rights we have to choose to mother or not. It's so much. It's just so much. So I want to acknowledge all of that and recognize that a lot of us are carrying so much with that. It's been interesting talking with different friends of mine and colleagues of mine over the last few days and hearing just different people's perspectives and levels and many, many layers of devastation and how just struck to so many women's core this potential for this decision has landed. So if you are in that place of just feeling like, how are we here? I want to honor that. And I also want to inspire you to keep going and to move on. I, the first on Monday night, when I started reading these headlines, the rage that I felt did not put me in a position of having any capability around being a thoughtful or effective coach or leader or teacher or any of the roles that I need to show up in in my work. But when I went to bed that night, I was brushing my teeth and I was thinking, 
I have to show up tomorrow for my clients. So Tuesdays are my heaviest call day. I have one-on-one coaching clients. I have group coaching clients. I had some other additional calls with people where I had to like show up and have my wits about me and be able to really coach other people, guide other people, ask good questions, hold space for big problems. And I couldn't sit in rage. I couldn't do that. And so as I was brushing my teeth on Monday night, I was like, how do I do this? I don't know how to move past the intensity of the emotion that I'm feeling right now. And I started recognizing that in the work that I do, and I know many of you are in work that is similar to this in a lot of different ways and in many, many varieties of work. But in the work that I do, I am constantly and consistently giving women the power to use their voice in different ways and giving women tools to speak up and speak out and stand up and call to question double standards and challenge the status quo and point to inequities and point to the double standards that hold back women and that hold back moms and that hold back all any marginalized group. And when I started recognizing that that's the work that I do every single day and that that work gives a lot of other people a lot of power, I was like, oh, okay. So now I just feel really motivated. (laughs) I'm really motivated to show up to these client calls tomorrow morning on Tuesday morning and show up to my client calls and my group coaching calls and be like, okay, like we're going to go. Let's go. We're going to go. Hashtag ready. Because there's never been a time when our work has been more needed. And so I do want to impress that upon you as well, that there's never been a time when your work has been more needed and your voice has been more needed. And I know so many of you are carrying the tools around to do that. And so many of you have been practicing that in big and little ways as you've listened to this podcast and done other work on yourself. And so I just want to invite you to keep doing that because it does matter. And we're going to get to that a little bit more a little later in this episode. But I just want to start with that and start with the power that you do have because it's really easy to feel powerless. And this has happened so many times in the last few years where this like just just deep, deep sense of powerlessness can be so overwhelming. And I want to remind you that you do have power and you have power with your voice and you have power with how you show up and you have power with where you show up and you have power with how you spend your money and how you spend your vote. You have a lot of power. So let's continue to remember that. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. With all that said, I want to give you three gifts. The three gifts I want to give you for Mother's Day this year are three things that I think will help you shift in your mindset in terms of how you show up and also in terms of how you make a difference in the world. And I am saying this with the caveat that you don't have to always be showing up and making a difference in the world. Sometimes you can just lay down and take a nap and that is absolutely okay. And that is absolutely the first thing that you should do if that is what feels like an amazing Mother's Day to you. All right, so my first gift to you is this. You don't owe anyone anything. (laughs) So after I'm like, use your voice and get out there and challenge the status quo. Also, you don't owe any of us any of that. (laughs) And so you don't owe anyone anything. Not your mom, not your boss, not your kid, not your partner, not your coworker. You don't owe anyone anything. And when your head and your heart tell you otherwise, and you find yourself maybe spiraling in guilt or other people's expectations, I want to invite you to check in and listen to the story that you're telling yourself. Because oftentimes we feel like we need to do things for other people to fulfill a certain role, maybe because we've always done it in the past, or maybe because society tells us that this is what a good mom does, or a good woman does, or a good wife does, or a good employee does. And a lot of times you don't have to stand for that. You don't have to do that just because someone else created a box that you're trying to fit in or that someone else is trying to force you into. So typically you're in this situation because you don't want to let anyone down. And that absolutely makes sense. I get it because I certainly am not someone who finds joy in letting other people down. Oftentimes we're doing certain things and filling certain roles because we feel like we have to check certain boxes or show up in certain ways, again, based on what society tells us about different roles and identities in the world and in our lives and over the course of history. Those things don't have to be true. You get to choose what is true and you don't have to be self-sacrificial in your choosing. I had the great honor of interviewing Sonora Jaw last week, and her episode will be coming out in a couple weeks. And she wrote a book called How to Raise a Feminist Son, and it is an outstanding book. It's so good. But one of the things that she talked about, we talked about how she redefined motherhood for herself as a single mom. 
who's a single mom, her and her son, family of two. And we talked about these different ways of how she redefined motherhood because she recognized as a single mom who is also a professor in the United States while her she was from originally from India. She and her son, she was born in India. Her son was born in India. They moved to Seattle for her to take this position as a professor, just the two of them. And quickly, she was like, something's got to give. <laughs> and what's going to get like, I'm not she said, I'm not going to be a self sacrificial mother. That's not how this is going to go down. And I loved listening to how she talked about it. She was like, my son's going to see me make choices that are for me. And my son's going to see me taking care of myself. And my son's going to see me doing things that are fun for me. And my son's going to see me dating and my son's going to see me doing all these things that work for me because I'm not going to be the self-sacrificial mother woman person. That's not what I'm going to model to him. And I loved how she talked about it. I thought it was so, so important. And sometimes when we get so stuck in worry about disappointing other people, we become that self-sacrificial person and nobody wins. And so I want to invite you when you are finding yourself in a position of being self-sacrificial or doing something that you really don't want to do because you don't want to disappoint someone else I'm going to invite you to own and embrace and really recognize that someone else's disappointment is not your responsibility. And I'm going to say that again. Someone else's disappointment is not your responsibility. This has shown up in a lot of ways for me recently. People having different needs or expectations or requests of me and me feeling like, oh, if I really want to be my best in this role, I should do it. And I have a lot of roles with a lot of responsibility right now. And if I do everything that everyone wants me to do in every role, there's literally nothing left for me. And I will be a really awful person to the people closest to me. Because by the time I get to the people closest to me at the end of the day, i.e. my child and partner, I'm going to be a wreck, like a wreck. (laughs) And so I've had to put some boundaries in place and say no to things and say like, cool, if you want to do it that way, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm not available. I can't or I won't or no thank you or here's what works for me. And so I've learned to say no in all sorts of different ways, but essentially doing things, saying no, setting boundaries and acknowledging that I don't owe anyone anything. And it's interesting watching some of the hardest no's for me are not around clients, which is fascinating. I'm really good, actually, in a lot of ways at boundaries with clients and saying like, hey, no, like I can't do that or that doesn't work or let's do this instead or here's what I can do. It's other roles. It's roles that I'm not paid for that I'm like, let me overextend myself and like overgive and overserve and be self-sacrificial. And why? (laughs) why? And sometimes this is in relationships. Sometimes it's in volunteer roles. Sometimes it's in just wanting to be helper and wanting to be seen as a helper, which I know so many of you can relate to. Like you just want to be the person who's like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. And then you're like, hold on. (laughs) I can't keep getting everyone else and not getting myself. So I want to invite you to remember that you don't owe anyone anything. Now, if someone's paying you to do something and you have an obligation or contract with someone, You might owe them something ultimately at some point, but there's still room in there for you to be like, hey, I know that this job requires this of me or this contract requires this of me. And here's how I can get it done. 
here's what I can do, but here's what I cannot do. And obviously, I don't want you to, I want to recognize that there's a lot of privilege in that because sometimes there's jobs where we can't say those things. So there might be jobs where you are going to work where you can't say like, hey, I don't owe you anything. (laughs) But I want you to recognize beyond some of those dynamics where you might have less power, where are you overextending yourself and taking responsibility for someone else's disappointment? Because it's often in our personal relationships and it's often in how we show up in unpaid roles, especially in mothering, especially in our family relationships beyond our family members who live in our household, especially in the ways we show up in our community in different ways, whether it is in a coaching role, in a church role, in a school role, all of those kinds of things. So you don't know anyone anything. That's gift number one. Gift number two. My second gift for you is that things can suck and be great. <laughs> and... I don't want to be like the Pollyanna that tries to point out the silver lining in every single instance because I understand how annoying that is. I also think it's really important that we don't bypass the things that suck. It's important that we sit in the things that suck and that we own that they're hard and that we have big feelings around them and that things can be unfair and that things can be enraging and that things, hopefully the suck can move us to action and inspire change and can be a catalyst for something better. But also sometimes things are just really awful and really hard. And things can be really great. And so I'm going to give a few examples of this. Because if we sit back in the suck, if we sit in the suck for too long, you only hurt yourself and your own lived experience. When you sit in the suck for too long, you only hurt yourself and your own lived experience. You only hurt that moment of looking back and remembering that like, oh, that whole thing was just so awful. I didn't take anything out of that with from that experience. I wasn't able to find the nugget in there that gave me power moving forward. So you all heard me talk about this at length last week about hurting my back while we were in Mexico on spring break. On day two of the trip that we'd been planning for like the better part of four years, I threw my back out. And it sucked. It really, really sucked. And we still had a great trip. Those things can exist together. It can really suck to have massive, massive back pain and not get to do some of the really fun things on the trip. And it can also still be a really great trip. Getting COVID in our household this week, Sucks. (laughs) Not great, right? And also, what is kind of great? Hunkering down, watching extra movies, having special snacks. This morning, I was like ordering groceries to be delivered. And I was like, we're just gonna throw a few extra things in here. Like, how often do you get COVID, right? (laughs) Or we immediately, so we knew that we, with this COVID experience, we knew that Vinny had a close contact with someone with COVID a few days ago. So we were like, okay, this could happen. Like this could really be it for us. We've been really, really careful. And no matter how careful you are, there's always going to be some risk. And we knew that this was like our closest call. And so we were like, okay, like this could really be the time. And in talking it through with Vinny, because he knew about the close contact. So in talking it through with him, we were like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Because he was a little panicked by the prospect that this could really be the time. It could really be happening. And we were talking through like, well, what would it look like? And what would we do? And of course, I'm like, dude, you could just stay home from school and like watch TV and play video games for hours a day while Papa and I work. It might kind of be awesome. (laughs) And he was like, oh, hmm. And then he really knew how to work it. And he goes, he's like, so there's this video game I've been wanting. I've really been wanting the new Nintendo sports game. So maybe I could have that while I have COVID or if I get COVID. And so I'm not congratulating myself or my husband and I for this parenting move, but here's what we did. 
we let him get the video game before he got COVID because we knew that it would like calm him down and help him feel less anxiety about the prospect of getting it because he had something to look forward to if he did get it. And with a child who can run a little on the anxious side and have a hard time playing through worst case scenarios and how to make the best of them, this worked really well for us. And I understand that we are probably not the parents of the year for this move. And also, I'm like, oh, that's the best thing we did this week. (laughs) So we got him his new Nintendo sports game, which, by the way, he did buy with his own money, money that he got from various things. But he bought the game, but he got it in advance of getting this positive test. And it's eased the blow. And so you know what? He's going to tell you that COVID can suck and be great because, yeah, he has a pretty bad cold from his symptoms. And also... He's definitely enjoying his time right now. (laughs) Definitely. These are also moments where, and I found this so much during COVID in so many instances where we've had to be isolated and isolated for so long. And especially when Vinny was doing virtual learning for months and months on end, where it felt like forever, it felt unfair, it felt overwhelming and deeply exhausting. And also we would have these little moments where it was like, just the three of us like having magic together and like having little giggle fits over weird random things and being creative with how we're going to kill time. And I think that those are gifts in the long run, that it can suck that we're in this moment. And also the gift is that we are enduring this in the way that we are as a family, that we're choosing to walk through it in a certain way, that we're choosing to keep things light, that we're choosing to keep things as simple as possible that we're choosing to, you know, have moments of magic and find moments of magic and make moments of magic, even though, yeah, it super sucks. (laughs) We're also enjoying that there's like outpouring of love from family and friends and messages and treats being dropped off at our door and things like that that happen. And it sucks when you're in situations where people are bringing things to your door (laughs) because it's not usually for good things, right? And also, what a gift to like recognize that, oh my gosh, how sweet and how thoughtful. And this means that people really love us or really love Vinny and are being really thoughtful about seeing him, taking care of him, letting him know that his friends are thinking of him, like all those kinds of things. That really goes a long way. So things can suck and things can be great at the same time. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence Whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together, we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) 
Well, you're aiming more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. I want to again say when you sit in that suck for too long, you only hurt yourself in your own lived experience. And I want to look back on the suckiest things in my life. And I want to be able to recognize what I took out of each experience. And that's where I really, really landed on Monday night in thinking through this whole potential for Roe v. Wade being overturned was that yeah, this sucks. Really, really, really sucks. It's really hard. It's such a huge, bitter pill to swallow. But the other thing that I immediately saw was, oh my gosh, like immediately uh, gathering, organizing, collecting, collective efforts, collective energy, collective motivation for people to do anything they could to rally for women and to rally for women's rights, to rally for reproductive rights, to rally for women in more need because of their either race or social class or like the women who will be most impacted by Roe v. Wade potentially being overturned. So yeah, really, really sucks that this might happen. And also there's some really great things happening. I was blown away that within like 12 hours, in Seattle here, there was a huge march that happened within 12 hours. Women did that. They put that together. I was on client calls all day and all of a sudden started seeing these when I finally got to Instagram um, and was just like scrolling. And I was like, oh my God, like I already missed a march in my city for this. Like, you know, I wanted to be at the front row for the march (laughs) and it already happened because that's how quickly people are organizing. Things can suck and be great. Like that, what an amazing, incredible, powerful mission and statement to be able to organize that quickly. And that only gives me a lot of hope for how quick and efficient people are going to continue organizing to fight this agenda, no matter what the outcome is from the Supreme Court. And then the last thing I want to give you, the last gift I want to give you is I want to affirm that the little ways that you show up in the world are making a difference. So when I'm on my membership calls every Monday night inside Momentum Mamas, our membership community, we have the first thing we do is everyone shares wins. And or if you want to share wins, you can. I invite everyone to share wins. And so what ends up happening is a bunch of women share different wins that they've had over the course of the last week. And sometimes they're wins like my child peed in the potty for the first time. And sometimes they're related to work, like I got a promotion or sometimes they're related to creating something. I wrote a chapter in my book. Sometimes they're related to having uncomfortable conversations. And this comes up a lot like, hey, I talked to my partner or my mother-in-law or my boss about this thing that's like just really not working in our relationship. And here's what happened. And we always have just this incredibly beautiful like collage of wins that span anything from little wins to big wins to like capital W all caps wins like lifetime achievement wins. And what's so cool is that they all matter and they all matter the same. The mom who's showing up celebrating her kid finally peeing on the potty 
we're all just as excited for her as we are for the mom who's like, oh my gosh, I launched a book today. Or, oh my gosh, I got my dream job offer today. So there's so many ways that we get to win. And there's so many ways that we get to show up and make a difference. And I want to invite you in this one to see how the little ways that you are showing up are really, truly making a difference. And sometimes when we're just moving through life and just trying to survive and navigate motherhood to day to day and navigate everything that comes with it, especially in a pandemic and especially with everything else on our plate with the various roles that we serve in our lives, whether it's working, volunteering, you know, being engaged in our communities in different ways, when we are so knee deep in that and like just head down and getting work done, we often don't see the impact that we're having and we don't give ourselves credit for those little ways actually mattering. And so I want to give you credit for the little ways actually mattering because what I know after now running our membership group for four years, almost four years, and having hundreds of women go through it, I've seen the impact of those little things week by week by week. I've seen the impact of what that means for someone over the course of a couple of years of their life. And it means so much. So what I know about the little ways that you are showing up by listening to this podcast and putting little things into action is I know that the way that you are showing up in your relationships, the way that you're showing up in your households, the way that you're showing up in mothering, the way that you're showing up in your workplace, the way that you're showing up in community organizations is only getting more significant and more impactful as you apply one little thing at a time. And you probably can't see it until you push pause and step back and look at a lifeline or lifetime of work over the past however long you've been working to show up in a more impactful or powerful way, whether it's been a week or three years or six years or longer. You probably can't quite see it until you step back and look at that long-term trajectory to recognize like, oh, wait, this actually matters. I struggle with this. There are days where I'm like, am I even making a difference? And I have a good friend who will routinely call me out and be like, are you kidding me? How many podcast episodes have you created? She like, get really mad at me. She's like, dude, you've created 648 podcast episodes. Get over yourself. You have made a difference. Like, shut up. I'm not listening to this. And then I'm like, yeah, 648 is kind of a lot. <laughs> So we all have these moments where we're like, does it even matter? Does anyone listening? Does anyone even care? Like, is am I actually doing anything that makes a difference? And then when we step back, we can see. We can see it in maybe something that our kid says to us that reflects something we've taught them. Or maybe we see it in the way that we have an interaction with a partner. Or maybe we see it in the way that someone in our, maybe a parent or in-law respects a boundary for the first time. And we're like, oh my God, they finally heard me. <laughs> maybe a boss says something or someone gives us some sort of affirmation in the workplace or in a community organization. And we're like, oh my God, it mattered. It mattered. I recently had this happen actually, where I had been working really hard on something in an unpaid position. And I was kind of like ready to throw in the towel. Like, I don't know, like it just, it feels like a lot. And I don't think anyone notices or cares. <laughs> and then someone said something to indicate that they did notice and did care. And I was like, so glad I didn't throw in the towel. <laughs> like, it actually does matter. It does matter. And so those little ways that people don't say that they see and people don't articulate noticing or that you don't notice, they really make a difference. So the little ways that you show up are making a difference. Now, that doesn't mean you have to show up every single day and go all out every single day. This is not an invitation to like hustle harder. It's absolutely an invitation to take a nap whenever you damn want to. But I do want you to know that the ways that you do show up and those times when you do challenge yourself and you do take those risks of living bigger and louder and more bravely, that they do matter and that they are making a difference. So that is my third gift to you. 
I hope that this has been helpful to you. I'm going to close with the bonus gift that I gave you at the top and remind you that if you have not scheduled your own Mother's Day to yourself where you do not mother one single bit, your homework is to go do that. You're welcome. Thank you for being here today. Share this episode with the mothers in your life so that they can have these three gifts plus the bonus, of course, as well. And I will be back here on Wednesday with another fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.